when we beat Tyrone in 15 I thought we were on a winner so, uh, <laughs> and we were in the final against you and then we just never showed up you know in the, in the final The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app the 1895, the official Shelburne podcast, exclusive to Patreon. Ball sinks in towards where Davy Rogers is up. Rogers sweeps the left. Oh, Davy Rogers! What a goal by Davy Rogers! I'm angry. I'm angry, Tony. I have to be honest. Murray! Murray! Barclay Shelburne! So well, Murray! Has she won it for the Reds? What a goal! Is a chance off. Shane Farrell and Shelsley 2 0. I'm sorry, Tony, but I'm, I'm, I'm angry as well. I was angry before the game. I've been angry for a long time. And she gets the winning goal here. Slattery oh. into the back of the net. That is what champions do. That is what winners do. Pearl Slattery. Over the top by Sullivan. Hughes. Goal. Sheldon Lee. His cross. Kildoffy is the substitute and he scored! Shells lead! We are in to the 94th minute and yeah. it's all over! Shelburne FC! Our first division champion! It's our just reward. We deserve this. We deserve this big time. Here's your host, Darren Cleary. Hello there and welcome along once again to episode two of the third season of the 1895 podcast. We're slowly getting into uh, Simpsons territory of things that just went on that bit too long, but we're still here for another season and delighted to be here in association with our official media partners off the ball. It is Darren and Gavin with you once again. Gav, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm starting to get nervous about the, the football side of things. Um it kind of feels like we're in the thick of it now, like, you know, all the kind of the league launch and stuff has been organised and like all the kits and stuff will be all done and all the sponsorship deals are kind of out of the way nearly and um, it's just down to the football and yeah, it's excitement from watching pre-season games, but then also it's just pre-season and then you see other teams signing well, so you're kind of like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. So there's nerves there, but that should be exciting. All About the Football is Right. Pearl Slattery is our special guest on the podcast this week. We had Luke Byrne our last time out. We're every second week until the season kicks off. So we'll have our skipper extraordinaire, Pearl Slattery, who was recently, Gav, immortalized and included in our opener of the 1895 pod. If this is your second time listening for the new season, there is a new opener. A couple of lads have been dropped. See if you can spot who. But Pearl Slattery and Noel Murray, welcome to immortality. You're in the opener of the pod. Noel picked up where she left off. I know she scored twice at the the weekend there on Sunday against um, Northern Ireland. It's a pretty good result that beating a, a Northern Ireland team that's qualified for the Euros. It's a home based team, but their team is home based anyway. So to beat them four 0 and she she scored a pretty outrageous lob. Noel's just different clashes. Um, definitely deserves to be in the opener. What a player Noel Murray is! Like just. First touch, finish, like she is the complete striker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting, the new girl signed Gemma Quinn. She's a, uh, she's, she looks, she looks fit anyways. <laughs> she looks very fit. Uh, she came from Clesterly County, so she's kind of a local girl, which is nice. I think she, 
she would have known Noel for years and Noel kind of always wanted to get involved in something and I think the, the opportunity kind of came up. She's been scoring like five, six goals in a game in the uh, EWL, uh, the kind of regional league. So, yeah, an interesting one, left field. Um, but the, the women's league kind of has that capability sometimes. Um, you, you bring someone in who is not in the traditional circle of players and hopefully that's that's something something new and interesting. And we've got a... Uh, I'd say by the time this is out we'll have Leo Leary she's uh, going up to the senior team from the under 17s she's been impressive for Ireland recently so yeah it's looking well there yeah I think Gemma's a big signing um, it's always interesting when you see players make that step up from you know regional teams or regional leagues or you know the, the football pyramid to use that term Gav to touch on your point I think that step up is always easier if you're a proper athlete and I think she comes from a background of personal training and fitness so I don't think that the physical step up will be any bother to her but I, the football side of things like that Shells team last year played some of the yeah. best football I've seen any Shells team play ever like they just had this unbelievable hunger to win a desire to play for each other in the shirt every week and on the ball they were like if they, we, I can't remember the only times we said this, but if they could finish their chances, they'd beat most teams five or six nil. Yeah, and you're hoping that maybe this girl, she, she seems to know where today is and in, in the level that she was at anyway, so that was good. But the other, the other thing on that is Abby Larkin is uh, she's only 16, 17, and she's like the best player in the country at her age, uh, her and Jesse Stapleton, and she's a striker, striker. Um, so and she's been really good uh, for Ireland. She captains Ireland already. Uh, she's played for under seventeens and under nineteens, um, and she's already scored for Shell. She's got her starting debut, which is which for me is always a sign. Obviously, like you have a lot of players who like don't score on their debut, but sometimes you get a player who does score on their debut, and it just seems natural. Like you know, like Robbie Keane scoring on his debut for his clubs and stuff. Just natural goal getters, you know. Um, so that's what I'm hoping with, with Abby. I think I've put too much praise on her. And in fact, I think when we talked to Pearl, I asked her about Abby as well and put too much pressure on her. So I'm going to stop. <laughs> a few departures as well, Gav. A few high profile ones. A couple of um, a couple of nervous fans about the the quality of player we, we we've been we've been losing. Look, there's a natural a naturally high attrition rate, especially when you look at the the amount of WSL clubs and English clubs that, that sniff around the WNL over the last few years. Um, players, you, you don't really, you can't have too much of a gripe if they move on to bigger or better things or, or pursue professional football or semi-professional football in that way. But there, there's some quality gone from the old King squad. There's maybe more of a rebuild than we might have thought on his hands. Yeah, a lot of people are making that out, but like it's only two players, isn't it? Big players, Gav. Who? Big players. Yeah, but like, like I, I'm going to be controversial here. Kira, amazing, lover. I know where you're going with that. this, and I'm going to, dis- I'm going to disagree with you. But finish your point. It's fine. I, I just wasn't that mad on Sirisha. I, I think. Um, I don't know. It just never really clicked. She was, she was amazing as Peanut in that game. The 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 four three one uh, sensational, but yeah, it just never clicked. I don't know. Just for me, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I wasn't sad to see her go. Anyways, um, put it that way. But that's your hallmark, Gav. You're a club man. 
So a club man. Yeah, you're but surely if I'm a club man, I'd be like, oh no, she was brilliant for us, integral to the league winning. No, no, I'm all, I wish her all the best. I, I, I've said, I think I said, I might have said this to you a couple of times during the season as well. No, you did. Yeah, you, to be fair, you, you're you're a hard man to please, but also a club man. Like you, you've no sentiment in you. You have a ruthless streak, and if someone leaves, no matter what, how good they are as a character, how much they give, you're like, yeah, good luck. See you later. Bye. I, th- I you know what I think I think you're coming into the the club man's sphere since you've uh, become uh, SLO. I just sense a bit more of a you know like your your bashing of bows has gotten extremely heavy. You know <laughs> maybe a bit more than before, and just I just I, I see I yeah I think I think I think, I think uh, it's coming in a little bit. After asking and and Reggie and, and owning that. Well, look, maybe it's true, but look, I want to pay tribute to Saoirse Noonan. Obviously, she's moved to to Durham. Like, she did have a very, very big impact for Shells. I mean, 13 goals in 30 games, was it? 25 games? Yeah, she was the top scorer in the league. That's a a decent return. Um, Whether or not you... Yeah, but the service she got was amazing, you know? But that goes back to the original point of if we were able to finish half the chances we create in games, we'd be steamrolling teams every week. That was one of the hallmarks. We were... We lacked a bit of a clinical and ruthless streak at times. And it particularly affected us against weaker teams, I found. You know, the the likes of letting bows into the game. Yeah, maybe it's just because you're from Cork. I don't know. <laughs> the other big departure, Kira, and obviously it, it it made a couple of headlines considering that she had made the move over to to Glasgow Rangers. Um, it's not not very often an Irish international would would break that ground, but she had a you know a pretty sizable impact. And I think when we're going to chat to Pearl in a little while and. She talks about standards and she talks about Talca Park just having this, you know, we're not going to lose here. This place is too important to us. And that bit of a siege mentality, particularly when playing at home, when you talk about individuals who raise that level, Kira must be must be chief among that kind of group of leaders within the pack. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't give any more praise to her. She uh, was sensational in terms of her performances on the pitch. She was exemplary off the pitch. She really bought into the club, which you don't have to do either way. But she was really a pleasure to do. Um, broke into the international team, was a great person for uh, the, the younger players, helped opposition players when they were struggling in, in medically on the pitch because she works in medicine. Um, she is one of these people that are, is just good at anything. Um, but you know, her from the border county now going to going to Rangers. Bit of a, it's a funny move. I, 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 I like just because of that, and uh, but it's a good move. I think they're sitting top of the Scottish Premiership, so um, hopefully she can she can solidify with, with full time footballer placing the international setup in hopefully what's a World Cup qualifying campaign. So that'd be brilliant for her. Um, but no, she was she was amazing. Um, I couldn't like she she be. I'd, I'd have same sentiments with her that I would with kind of Lukey and, um, you know, players who might have come here in the last two three years, but really kind of have have become fair favourites, you know. Yeah, she's uh, she's been an immense player. We'll be chatting to Pearl very shortly about all things shells. But before we get into that, Gav, you've been at all of our our preseason friendlies two a day. Uh, Damien Duff and his management team are making sure everyone's getting plenty of football into their legs. The the soundings out 
are very good. Players don't tell you when things are shit. They just don't tell you anything. But people, lads are going out of their way to talk about how happy they are, which um, which I'm going to infer is a genuine happiness. Like lads have talked about, people I've spoken to have said that it's the most they've enjoyed preseason. They've never enjoyed football like it in their lives. It's demanding on the body. It, it can be a little bit cruel, but there's a huge amount of um, enthusiasm and excitement for it. Is that translating into the performances we see on the pitch, Cav? Ah, look, you know, it's 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 preseason. It's uh, it's 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 very much massive, large bits of salt that are going in on top of it. But you know what I have seen has been very positive. Um, I suppose I suppose you can only really talk about individual performances, and, and they're the kind of things that stick out to you. Um, as a team, the the energy levels are insane. Um, the shape is really good, really together, really interesting, really, uh, re- there's a notable, massive night and day change in terms of the way they play football. What shape is he playing? Uh, it's three at the back. Um, uh, the, the, the hallmarks of the system are three at the back and there's two, two number 10s, um, two kind of pivots um, and a couple of wing backs obviously as well. Um, and now he did that and he, he did change it in one game against Derry, I think it was. Um, he did change it to a back four, uh, but it's it's it, the, the I, I find that kind of interest with the two pivots as number ten, and then like one up top, um, and then the wing backs provide the width. Uh, the wing backs run an awful lot. I think Jr. ran thirteen kilometers against Galway, which is a lot, um, especially for a preseason game. So they're fit. <laughs> they're most definitely fit. They look amazing. Um, look really, really well. Um, and they're the things that you can talk about in preseason. Like they're the things that matter. Like they look incredibly well. They look super fit. The energy is really exciting. They seem to get on really well with each other. Like you see where the players that aren't playing in that game and playing the game later, they seem to. There's a, like a genuine kind of um, bit of buzz between them, which is nice to see between the likes of Mark Coyle and Brian McWaz and JJ. Um, they're, they they seem like they they're having a good time, which is which is always a plus. Um, Jack Moylan seems to be really really good. Um, as is Arnold Driscoll. Shane Griffin's looked good. Uh, Aid Dervin and Mark Coyle. I'm just talking about the new players here. Um, Connor Kane, sorry, he's been sensational. Um, and Lewis Webb is very good against UCD in the second game. Um. Clark has been very good, so that's going to be a hard one. That's 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 a really interesting one because you've got two goalkeepers there, which is which is really good. Um, nice problem. And it off. looks it looks like the Cabo Stan is back after a while. We had the Cove Stan for a few weeks. And yeah, yeah, he's been really good. Yeah, he, he, there's obviously an awful lot of quality there that we didn't see at the end of last season. And look, there's probably a million and one reasons the titles won. Lads who haven't played a whole lot of game time are getting a chance, and there's very little on the line. So, you know, I, I don't think anyone can look at the last couple of games we played and, and say they came out of them with their reputations enhanced. But if he can if he can replicate some of the stuff we saw in that Cabo appearance, he's kind of one of these guys who will either be a cult hero or, you know, he, he may not be remembered in a few years' time. But he got a hat-trick in preseason against UCD. He looks like he has the attributes of a footballer, the strength, there's pace, there's a, there's a game intelligence there. He, he knows where to go on the pitch, if that makes sense. But I don't think I saw enough of him last year to be convinced that he'll have an impact this year. 
Uh, yeah, I suppose the, the biggest thing is that he's playing as a striker. Um, so when he was playing a couple of games at the, towards the end of last season, he was playing as a winger. A couple of those games just didn't matter at all. The one game that did matter, he was obviously good, but that was because he was coming on fresh off the bench um, against a, a really tired fullback. Um, and look, yeah, he's looked good. Um, it's like it's hard to tell just because it's preseason, but, but yeah, he scored a hat trick. Uh, the first goal was really, really good. Kind of cut in, um, beat a player and buried it into the bottom corner. Uh, took his penalty and the the other finished quite well. Um, but works really hard. Physically looks really really good. Um, seems to have a very good attitude, which is good. Um, so let's hope the quality's there. Yeah, one of the other notable aspects of the weekend, eight academy debuts. Bobby Pender made his first start. Shane Forbes, Gavin Hodgins, who Gav White rates very highly and a number of other big names at the club rate very highly. Harvey Nugent made a debut. Gibemi Arubi made a debut. Jamal Abraham played. Regan Lennon played. And Toby Nandosi played. So, um, Gav, great to see so many of, you would hope, the future faces of the club um, getting their debuts over the weekend. Yeah, that, that, that was really good. The biggest thing on the youth side is Jadakiki. Um, he's definitely only got game time. Um, He's been really, really good. Uh, he scored twice, twice in two games, which for a seventeen-year-old in senior football is good. Um, even in a friendly, he hasn't. He's totally. He has no uh, fear at all. He's really intelligent. Um, he just in, in nothing will phase him. Uh, turns on the ball really well. Beats players really easily. Uh, obviously, it's just physically. Hopefully, he, it'll be difficult for him in men's football. Um, just at that age, but if he if 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 he physically continues to improve, he could be quite quite impactful. Actually, um, he reminds me of Kaka. That's my that's my line on him. Um, yeah, no like pressure, his, kids. Just the style of play. Uh, he reminds me very much of tall Langley, uh, player who just dribbles. B players can turn really quickly. Uh, great finisher, I have to say. Really good finisher. The two goals that he got were really well taken like one was a corner ball came over and he like out muscled <laughs> with like a like a man and like buried it into the bottom corner with his head which I like, wasn't expected at all because that wasn't really the type of player that he kind of was then the other one was where he broke through won the ball and uh, clipped it clipped over the keeper like really cool and, and nonchalantly so he's very exciting um, I know Duff thinks he's the best player in the country at his age quote unquote so he'll definitely get game time I think um, and he fancies Gavin Hodgins very highly as well doesn't he he does but he hasn't got much game time at all now um, he just that game against Wexford uh, which I, yeah, I was a little bit surprised by uh, it's a difficult role though that, that role up top like you do need to be physically really impressive to, to be playing that that, that role so um, yeah but it's exciting it's very very exciting Busy few weeks off the pitch since we were last with you. A couple of new sponsors, so shout out to Avonmore Protein Milk. They're back on board for next year. We also have Flyfit, who were the one of our sponsors for the year we were back in the Premier Division. So uh, Flyfit, welcome. Welcome back to the Reds, one of Ireland's leading gyms. Fortunately, COVID hit, and that's why they weren't around for uh, last year. Gyms were closed for a very long time. And I would say for the first time ever, we have a clean air partner for 2022. So welcome to Protect Design and Technology. 
the state of the art uh, air filtration providers. So um, busy week off the pitch, Gav, as well. I think that's a lot of the sponsorship stuff tied up. And I think the the one that would have um, boiled a certain amount of urine around the league was the confirmation that it's not the champions on the box. It's not big spending dairy on the box. It's not the Dundalk rebuild on the box. The Reds are box office. Shells against uh, Pat's opening game of the season, live on RTE2. Yeah, it's good, that, isn't it? <laughs> it's a tough factor. Um, so, yeah, like plain and simple. But uh, look, it's, uh, I suppose Pat's are in the FA Cup champions as well. So, um, that's uh, nah, never mind them. Nobody cares about them. Uh, yeah, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. Almost, almost very disingenuously said that Pat's had a part to play in the game selection. Um, do you know what I what I thought about this week? This would be fairly difficult for Clarkey. I know he's played for against Pat's before, but like this would probably be the first. Is this first uh, very big he, game? He's played? that won't be difficult for him in the slightest. It'll roil him up. He, he, he'll, 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 if anything, he'll be better. 100%. But look, Clarky is a red and was vital the year he got promoted, but like that wouldn't that couldn't be an easy position to be in, you know. Uh, he will want to be he he it will be really easy for him, really easy for him. I won't well, be worried in the slightest. I'm not worried. I'm just thinking it's interesting when players come up. Definitely interesting. It's definitely really interesting and it's and like it's a, it's definitely like a subplot but he'll be he'll be brilliant. Yeah, he he will be really good. Um and if Lewis Webb is there to put a little bit of pressure, that's yeah. not a bad thing either. I think having that second option, um, young, good. hungry. He's good. Helps. He's very good. Um, can we expect, Gav, one or two more players before the the window closes? I believe that one of the trialists was a certain Dan Carr, who League of Ireland fans may remember his spell with Shamrock Rovers relatively recently enough um, until a war of words with Stephen Bradley ended his time at the club. I believe he lined out for the Reds over the weekend. That must have been the game I missed, was it? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, I didn't see Dan Carr anyways. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if you're being deliberately obtuse or if you genuinely didn't see Dan Carr. No, I did see Dan Carr, yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. typical Gav. How'd he look? Because he, he, he has an awful lot of ability. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Uh, it's kind of fifty-fifty, I'd say. Um, I, I I know he, he he wasn't training with us, so it's just like a very much a pure trial. So I I, I don't know. It'd be it'd be quite open the air, I'd say. You heard it here first. An update that's a non-update. Gav every day closer to sounding like a Premier League manager as he ducks, dives, dodges, and ditches all forms of meaningful questions. Who are you? Huh? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, Gav, did it give you a little bit of heartbreak when you saw another PRO interview Ian Morris? Very surreal stuff, that. Very surreal. <laughs> oh, gives me the creeps. <laughs> so well, weird. Uh, it's just well, so uh, weird. Like. Ian, how do you assess that? How do you assess that? In a very thick Waterford accent, eh? It's a very thick Waterford accent. Um yeah, Gav, we'll catch up with Pearl Slattery now. You began by chatting to her about how things have been over the last Pearl few Slattery, weeks. Pearl Slattery, it's been a long time coming um, to have probably one of the standout figures of the club over the last two years and obviously a long time before that as well. But in particular, 
I think the, the fans have really kind of, um, you know, well, they started making stickers. That That's a real sign of you know, <laughs> a complete uh, or kind of um, icon status within the club. But how's off-season been? How, how's the reflecting in the glow of being champions, champions of Ireland? It's been hectic enough. It's, it has been hectic this week anyways, hasn't it? Yeah, I've been I've been hectic with you know I suppose out of season stuff this week, and obviously then we're back in preseason this week since Monday, so it's nice to be back. You know yourself, Gav. It's nice to get the first week out of the way. But you know, looking back on reflection, oh my god, like what a season! It was just absolutely mental. From you know early on, just right throughout some of the results, some of the you know the late goals, you know the I suppose the crowds we were getting at Tolga then. It just seemed to. You know, I don't know, just go from one thing to another. And it was just mental. And then I think, you know, you were there in the night we won it in Tolga. A special, special night for everybody involved in the club. Everybody that was there that night. Um, the fact TG Cahar had come in, you know, previous weeks. And then, you know, Coppo games and split screens and all that. But I just think that night in itself, it'll, like, live long in my memory forever. It was, you know... Tonight, I suppose, as a club, we won't forget as players, coaching staff, fans, and a night Tolka Park won't forget. I don't think you'll you'll get a night so dramatic like that again in in Tolka. And I, you know, it was just I don't know so, some sort of justice. I just think you know we've been so close the last two or three years, you know, finishing runners up and stuff. And you know, I think it was air time this season. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. You know, I've obviously been in the league since early days, and we had our days as Rohini. Wexford had a stint and then, you know, P-Mount had their stint, but I just felt we were always knocking on the door and, you know, thank God we grew over the line and in some, such dramatic fashion. I was just, sometimes I find myself still sitting there going, did that actually happen? Like, did we win it like that, you know? And as you said, like the fans and the crowds we've got at Tolka, you know, we've went from 50 to 60 in Tolka to hundreds now. You know yourself, the ultras who are air fans now, I know a lot of them on a personal level. Um, and as you said, like the sticker stuff is just mental. You know, Rachel Graham said to me one day, I actually can't believe you're a sticker like you've made it. <laughs> so <laughs> stuff like yeah. that, you know, when I look back, all those things, like give me wider streams that I never thought. I think everybody knows me by now. I love the club to bits. Like, and every year it just seems to get better and better. And as you said, in particular, the last two years have just been unbelievable, you know, and I've loved every minute. You've been listening to the 1895 Podcast, the official podcast of Shelburne FC. To hear this episode in full, you can subscribe to the series at patreon.com forward slash Shells FC, where memberships begin from €3 per month. This podcast is brought to you by Off The Ball, official media partners of Shelburne FC.